to the U-Turn Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, a speaker, and the best-selling author of the book, U-Turn. Get unstuck, discover your direction, design your dream career. I wrote the U-Turn book and I created this podcast to help you reconnect to who you truly are. And that is why every single week I bring on a guest with tools to really help you long-term upgrading your confidence, both in your work life and in your love life. And I'm also so grateful to say that this episode has been sponsored in part by our friends over at Soul CBD. They create the highest quality CBD on the market, and it's this trust I have with their brand that has led me to use their products every single day. Everything they make is organically farmed, gluten-free, with absolutely no THC in it. And today, I want to tell you about one of their game-changer products that probably everyone needs, especially when they're having a stressful week and they're on the go, and it's called Soul CBD's Dream CBD Capsules. Each capsule has 25 milligrams of pure CBD and two and a half milligrams of melatonin. So whenever I travel to a different time zone, these are what allow me to get past the jet lag. I simply take one every night of my travels about 30 minutes before bed, and it pretty much guarantees me to be able to sleep through the night. And after four to five nights traveling and taking them every night, I'm officially on the new time zone. I also take a dream CBD capsule the night before a really big or important work day. Like if I have a meeting that really matters, a speaking engagement that might be keeping me up in my thoughts all night. What I love about the dream CBD capsules the most is that I never wake up groggy the next day. I'm refreshed. CBD and melatonin truly go together like peanut butter and jelly. So to get your dream CBD capsules now and to be on to better sleeps, head on over to ashleystall.com slash soul and make sure you use the code U-Turn at checkout for 15% off your order. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L.com slash S-O-U-L and use the code U-Turn. Y-O-U-T-U-R-N at checkout. Now let's get in to this week's episode. If you're feeling anxious and stressed and don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, just know that you're not alone in that and that business owners and career professionals are all going through that anxiousness right now. But the things that you can be sure of is you can go around your house and you can literally like touch the walls and go for a walk and point out things that are solidly stable in your life. What's going on, U-Turn friends? It's Ash here in the work category of the U-Turn podcast this week, and I wanted to bring on Adi Arizeni to talk about how to set goals and also how to face failure head on. We all know that a lot of successful entrepreneurs and people in the workforce have faced plenty of failure, but what do you do when you're in it? Um, she's the female founder and CEO of Teamy Blends, a lifestyle brand that creates wellness and skincare products inspired by the health benefits of tea. I absolutely love, I just got one of their green masks, uh, clay masks, and it's amazing. She also, she created Teamy Blends when she was just 23 years old. Okay, guys, 
after not being able to find any solution to her digestive issues uh, and in search of an all natural solution, she started blending her own loose leaf teas and created that solution to her digestive issues. So I have so many questions about her health as well. And then after solving that, she started teaming in 2013 and she's been helping people live happier, healthier lifestyles ever since. Um, their success on social media is obvious. You've got to check it out. They've been featured on the Inc. 5000 list two times as one of America's fastest growing businesses. Adi, thank you so much for making the time to be on here. You're welcome, Ash. I'm so excited to be here with your community, your amazing community. Thank you. And you know, one thing that you were saying before we started recording that I absolutely loved was you said that failure happens for you every year. Like it's like an annual experience. And I love that because nobody would think that if they look at your social media, they, I think there's like this story that people all get in their head. Like this person is all success. Like how could failure be anywhere near them? And so I wanted to start just by asking you a little bit about tea and your love for it? And what was it that you were going through that made you so pulled towards using tea as a healing mechanism for you? Well, you know, I was never, there's like tea drinking people. There are specific people that like, don't like coffee for some reason and love tea. I was not necessarily one of those people. However, I did grow up with a very hippie mom. So we always had plants growing out in the garden and she was always making tea blends, but I don't necessarily attribute that to how I ended up really falling in love with tea because I, you know, you know, I grew up mainly in America and, and we drink coffee here. Most, most Americans drink coffee. Um, but what ended up happening for me is when I was in the military, the food in the military really irritated my my gut and my digestive system. So I was 21 years old and my stomach looked like I was five months pregnant at all times. I was just so bloated that I could I felt so uncomfortable. My digestion wasn't working and I tried everything, drinking more water, eating more fiber, changing my diet. I, I tried so many avenues of what could I do to fix this? And when I finished my military service, I started reading a ton of books about digestion and gut health because I was like, I got to fix this. And a lot of them started mentioning tea and different tea ingredients. So I went to my local Whole Foods and I bought all of the teas that said detox and cleanse and liver cleanse on them. They were all like $5 around Mm -hmm. and I tried them and none of them worked. And I was really, that's, that's when I got interested and I was like, why don't these work? You know, because I was looking for the digestion solution and the book said that these teas and these ingredients would work. I would turn over the package. It would have that ingredient. I was like, great, let's try this. And it still didn't work. So it, it kind of led me down like, well, what is the difference between the quality and where the teas are from and the formulation? And what does that have to do with the efficacy of the product itself? And that's what led me to formulate our own detox program because I really was at at my wit's end. I was mm-hmm. you know, 21 years old and I was like, and, and I was in the fitness industry too. So I was like, how can I be a personal trainer if I can't solve my own gut issues? Mm-hmm. Mm. And when, how long did that process take? Not of like figuring out the tea, but once you kind of figured out a blend that worked for you, how long until your health radically changed? It was about 45 days. Wow. We created a 30 day program. uh, And the amount of just 
excess waste. This is the nice way of saying it that mm-hmm. came out of my body. I was, I was shocked. I was like, how, where, where was I holding all this excess waste and how long has it been there for? Wow. And when you say that you went on a detox, is it like straight up just tea only, or is there like a regimen with healthy foods and stuff like that, that you guys have? You can still eat your normal diet. Of course we have specific foods that we recommend avoiding like fried foods and certain alcohols and processed sugars, but it's made for the beginner. This is not made for the vegan nutritionist that knows everything about their own health. This is made for anybody to incorporate into their lifestyle while they are on their wellness journey. So even if they're just getting off the couch and this is the first step, it will help kickstart your digestion and your gut health. And you're going to start feeling amazing within the first couple of days. Wow. That's incredible. Okay. So you started your company and you've been clearly on fire with your mission ever since. What is the biggest failure that you faced? Um, and do you have any failures that like totally put you out for a while? Yeah. You know, when people ask me the biggest failure, it's really hard to choose one, but, um, one, one failure that kind of comes to mind is, you know, we created a product once about a year ago that I I put through testing and we had thought that the test results from this product came back completely 100% correct. And after um, we had already put it out there, we actually had to almost recall all the units and all the money that we put toward the investment of this product, we had to take it all back. And it went into a retail store even, and we had to basically eat up all of that cost. So that was definitely one, one failure that I, that kind of stuck around with me for a little while, just because of how, how it hurt our brand image at the time, as well as the customer service aspect. And, um, it, it just definitely taught me to go slower when when launching a product that is so it was a product that was electronic um that was completely out of our skincare and wellness realm it was more of an accessory product and it was um we didn't we didn't test it enough mhm mhm i love that really, that was really tough for us for for a long time it's interesting because I feel like there's this little trick that we all learn as we keep growing around being too quick. It's like we think by being quick that we're getting ahead or we're going to make more money faster or we're going to get something we really care about out there and more people are going to experience it. But then there's also something to slowing down so that you don't have to clean up the mess with go- that comes with going too quick. Absolutely. And I've had that happen several times. So yeah. You know, I would like to say that I've learned my lesson and I think that every time I've gotten better, but that's kind of the beauty and the mistakes is that the next time that I launched a, um, a electronic product, it was a new and improved version of that first product. And then we got rave reviews. I was so nervous because I remember all the customers being so upset about this product and, coming out with a version 2.0, what what are they going to say? Are they going to trust me to buy again? And we've definitely gone through that a couple times on these electronic products that are a little out of our out of our comfort zone, you know. They're not they're not consumable or skincare products which of those I feel like very strong in 
Hey, U-Turners, for this quick interruption, I want to take a moment to say thank you to our incredible sponsors over at SaneBox, an artificial intelligence-powered email tool that has been a game changer for freeing up my time and boosting my productivity. So with more than 200 to 300 billion emails going out per day and over 7 trillion emails going out each year, it's really no secret that email is kind of slowly killing all of us. In fact, recent data shows that more than half of employees feel like their email is killing them, and another study found that almost 50% of the time that managers spend tending to their inboxes is spent on emails that should have never been sent to them in the first place or didn't even require their answer. This is where SaneBox comes in. With the press of just one magical button, I've been able to say goodbye to all of those time-wasting emails and hello to my sanity and my schedule again. Seriously, everyone needs them. So when you sign up at sanebox.com slash U-Turn, that's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N, you'll get 14 days for free and $25 off their super affordable membership if you decide to join and you love it as much as I do. And once you'll do that, you'll be able to easily sign into your current email box. And with a click of the button, you can integrate SaneBox. And I am not very tech savvy, but I've got to admit, this was super easy. And from there, you'll see under your inbox folder and your sent folder, a couple new folder friends. One is going to be called Sane Later, which is pretty much code for spammy emails that you don't need to see. And the other folder you'll see is called the Sane Black Hole, where you can drag and drop emails into both of these folders that you don't want to be subscribed to anymore. Between mailing lists and cold sales emails, I'm at 100 black hole emails per week. Such a big time saver. And my Sane Later box that takes all of these other emails I don't really need in my inbox, I check it once a week or so, and I'm always so pleasantly surprised to see over hundreds and hundreds of emails in there that I never needed to even see. The black hole will use artificial intelligence to get to know you and eventually auto-place emails in there to support your productivity. I check it weekly, like I said, and there's really nothing I'd have changed. What a gift. It is like a magic trick for your inbox. As I mentioned, head on over now to sanebox.com slash U-Turn. That's S-A-N-E box.com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N to access 14 days of Sanebox for free, as well as a $25 credit for a serious discount on their super affordable membership. If you're anything like me, you are going to be in love with it. Now let's get back to this week's episode. I love this. Okay. And, you know, beyond this failure, how did you kind of like reset your goals or get back to it? Because I know for me, I scaled an online course and I made and then lost millions of dollars in revenue. And it took me, I think like three or four years to pay off all of the debt. And it was just, it like put me out for a while. And so I'm always curious, like, how do you stay resilient? Like, how do you take care of yourself when that kind of stuff happens? And how do you stay in the game? Because I feel like it's so easy to be like, man, there's so many people who just criticized and attacked me. I don't want to keep playing this game. Oh my gosh. Well, I got to hear your story after this because I'm super interested in what happened there. But I'll give you a really good example. Is, um, we had one year in 2018 where we had massive growth, like massive growth. And it was almost like, all the stars aligned and everything that we did worked. And we felt kind of like top of the world, like 
and a little bit cocky. And this has happened in my career so many times where I feel cocky and I don't know that I feel cocky at the time, but I'm like, I look at all my success. Look, I did this. And then the world slaps me in the face and something changes. Like for example, the Instagram algorithm changes and all of a sudden all the traffic and sales that I was getting go from, you know, a certain point to cut in half. Mm -hmm. And then you sit there with a ball of stress in your stomach saying, what do I do? Yeah. What, how do I fix this? It's the algorithm. What can I, what, what am I supposed to do here? And because Teamy was built off of using Instagram and using Instagram influencers, you can imagine every time there's an algorithm change, which has happened every year for the last six years, that it affects our business. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, we had a year, a really high year. And then the next year, um, halfway through the year in July, everything crashed. All the numbers just crashed for us. And wow. I I had to let go of people. That was really tough. I had to let go of like 10 people in one day. Because so, I, that was that, I mean, talk about failure. That was maybe one of my lowest, lowest lows right there. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you stay resilient though? It's like with the algorithm changing, like this is one thing that I've grappled with as an entrepreneur myself is like, I, I feel like when you have an idea, all you're, all you're doing is being high on your idea. You know what I mean? Like when you were figuring out your tea and like getting solutions and realizing you want to start something around it, there's like a high and a dopamine hit to that. And all you see is like, how do I monetize this thing as a new business owner? And then it's like, once it makes money, the next thing that nobody tells you is how do I keep it coming because the market changes. And so when you're in a business where the algorithm is always changing, um, what goes through your head? Because I feel like so many people could go into stories like, oh, it never ends. I have to keep innovating. I have to keep da da da. Like, is there, I don't know, like anything you've learned about like staying fresh and sustaining? You know, one thing I can say is, um, and this works for a career path as well as a, a business, is that you always have your existing customer base. And that is what has kept me alive on those times where I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do. All the things that I was doing now aren't working. I know that there are teamy customers that love our products and that order every month. And maybe that's a small percentage and maybe my business gets smaller for that year. But those are there are that like... All the work, hard work that you did doesn't disappear. Maybe the numbers that you're seeing aren't going up and you don't see growth, but it doesn't make it disappear all the hard work that you did in the past. Mm-hmm. And um, something that I did with my, I, my father-in-law actually is this awesome business consultant. I'm very lucky to have him. And he's this very calming influence in my life. And I went to him last year and I was like, okay, so how do I set goals for the next year when my numbers crashed? I don't, yeah. I don't know what's going to come next year. What, how do I properly set goals? And he's very, he's a very conservative guy. And I'm kind of like, you know, got my dreams and my goals. And he was like, well, you're going to have to set doable, achievable goals. And I said to him, well, what, so am I planning to be down? over year over year? Am I planning to to not 
beat the last year if I don't know how I'm going to accomplish that? And he said, yeah, but that year you could have more profitability in your business. You could have, you know, cut some wasted spend. You could uh, focus on improving processes and all of these areas of the business or life that sometimes we don't give value to at all. All we see is the numbers and the growth. Yeah. Well, you know what you're also kind of touching on that I'm really curious about your feedback on this is I feel like sometimes when failure was in front of me, I would think to myself, I would like kind of turn into an octopus where I'd start reaching for so many things as a solution. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like I could like make my company broke so easily because I'm always looking at the numbers and thinking I want to be more and do more. And then I kind of, um, I feel, and I feel like there's a lot of people, I'm just constantly in this pursuit of the next big thing. And what is it going to take to make that happen? So how do you kind of decide what goal is worth your time and resources? Ashley, I did the same thing. I can't say that I did anything different than you did. I wish I could say that I did that, but I reached like an octopus like you did and looked at a ton of different things. And a lot of the things that I saw opportunity in, I was like, I just can't execute on that right now. I just can't. There's five of these ideas right in front of me and it's overwhelming. I have to pick one. And I'm going through that process right now, Ash, where I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Everything's changing. What do I do? Um, and so I picked one and I was yeah. like, okay. And, and even that one makes me feel super queasy because I'm like, I have no experience in creating this kind of thing at yeah. all. So as I'm doing it, I feel, and this is important for everyone listening that I feel insecure while I'm doing it. And yeah. only when I get to some sort of end or, or finishing of that thing that I'm creating, like for example, right now it's a landing page, you know, maybe then, or after I have proven that it is the success, will I feel okay about it? But all the while I feel weird and I feel insecure about it. So just know that if you are doing something new, whether it's new in your career, or you got promoted to a new job and you have no idea what you're doing at all, or you, um, you know, or starting a fitness journey and you feel really, really uncomfortable that it's very normal. I feel that way almost on a daily basis. Mm, I love this. And I feel like, you know, we're not um, little wizards that can predict the future, right? So the only thing we can do is look at our, look at the numbers, look at where we think things are going and trust our intuition. And so I'm curious what your, the role of your intuition has had and in just your journey overall and what advice you might have for anybody right now who maybe they're thinking of a business idea, maybe they failed and they're just trying to reconnect to that knowing inside of them. I think that can be so hard. What have you done to get better at hearing yourself think and feel? Good question. I think that, um, one, one aspect that I really listened to my intuition on that I'm forever grateful for is back in 2017, uh, my company, the, the products that we offer were mainly the detox program that we had and a few other teas and these tumbler bottles where you can take your tea on the go, but we didn't offer anything else. And I felt, I knew at that time, I was like, you know, I can't build a real business off of these products. Like uh, I'm going to have a hard time because the the customer that's going to come to me for this detox program, that's all I can really offer them. And they're going to keep buying that product. Some of them will, some of them won't, but how do I become like a part of their life of their lives? 
And I remember um, asking my community on Instagram, and a lot of them said that they were looking for natural skincare. So I listened to my intuition and I'm like, what right did I have going from consumable detox and tea products to skincare? And what authority did I have? None, no authority, no experience um, in that category. And also, I would like to say that most companies, they can't do both categories. So I was able to segue and listen to my gut and I launched two products and they ended up being a huge hit. And those are the two products that got me into Ulta Beauty, those two products that I launched in 2017. So as far as you know, tips for listening to your intuition, sometimes it's like a why not? Mm-hmm. Try it and 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 take risk. I would say take a small risk. Like I created this product. I didn't invest my life's savings into it. I created two skincare products. I think I made like 2000 of each product. And I was just like, okay, we'll see what they think. And if they like it, I'll order more. So I had no like business plan of, okay, now Timmy is going to create lots of natural skincare. But now three years later, we have over 20 skincare products. And now a lot of people even know us for that. Like you are, are, you're actually, you, you got, that was our first product, the green tea detox mask. That was our very first product. Yeah, I loved um, it. It was a great mask. Thank you. And so yeah. that, you know, cause I was struggling. I was like, are people going to know us as like a tea company? But that's not what I set out to create. It started looking like something that I didn't intend for it to look like. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, that was one of my, I guess my proud moments of just being like, well, let's just make some some skincare and let's see how that does. And all of a sudden the opportunity just grew so much for the brand. Yeah. I love this. And, um, one thing that is really coming up as I'm listening to you is just around setting goals that are really aligned and also debt. I feel like most Americans based on the data have debt and they don't have enough save to take care of themselves within much more than a month from right now without if their money stops coming in. Mm-hmm. And I know that taking risks, when I hear taking risks for any out of any entrepreneur's mouth, I think, you know, through the lens of my own risk taking, which is financial risks. So I'm curious, like, what is your relationship with debt as you were starting your business? And what's your mindset around it? And how have you kept your money mindset healthy um, as you're setting goals and as you're facing failures, like the algorithm changing and making investments and stuff like that? Well, Ashley, I could do a whole podcast just about money. And I wish that people would talk to me more about this specific topic because um, I am very, very hardcore. Um, and, and I'm not saying that my way is the right way, but I believe in, I, I don't have any debt. I have zero debt. Um, and I only spend money that I have. So I lived with my mom when starting Timmy for five years. All throughout, even when Timmy became successful, I still lived with my mom and didn't pay rent. <laughs> and um, I would work and I would save the money. And I would, one thing that I'm just very good at is I don't spend on things that I don't actually need. Yeah. And um, I think that a lot of people have a very um, kind of like flighty, like, oh yeah, I'll just make it back. And I don't have that mindset just because I grew up extremely poor. 
I've been working since I was nine years old. And uh, at the age of 15, it was my job to make money to feed me and my mom at the time. Mm -hmm. Coming from a background of scarcity, I almost became a money hoarder. Anytime I would make money, I would save it because I was worried that it wouldn't be there anymore. And that experience has allowed me to build my business in a really holistic way because, um, yeah, okay, you had a good month, a good year, but what about the next year? And I lived through that. Like I had a really bad year one year and if I didn't have, and and I had to take myself off of payroll for eight months out of that entire year. Mm -hmm. I didn't make a dime for eight months and I lived off of my savings and I could do that because I had savings. But if I wouldn't have had savings, I would have been in a very different scenario. So I've had to make business decisions um, and and uh, I've just been able to sustain myself off of savings and when times get tough. I love this. And I, I get really curious. Just I love your mindset. It makes me think a little bit more about decision making and just... I'm getting curious how you make decisions because I know anybody here, whether they want to change careers, start a business, like commit to a new partner in a relationship, it's all decision-making. And it sounds like you have a groundedness to you around money. And then obviously you are great at business. So I'm curious to understand like what goes on for you when you have to make a business decision, a life decision, what are some lessons you've learned or some considerations you have so that you're deciding on the right goal or the right next step? That's a really good question. I think that when taking any type of risk, like changing careers or um, business decisions and so on, you have to be willing to experience if that thing doesn't work out. So if you're investing $1,000 in something, right? Or if you are quitting your job, or if you are um, taking that next step in your relationship, you have to be really willing for it not to work out. Mm-hmm. You almost have to be like visualize both both scenarios, the success of it and the failure of it, and and be okay with both. And I almost do that before I right before I make the decision. For example, right now with this landing page I'm creating, like I'm putting time into it. I'm, my employee is working on it. I am getting consulting help on it, and all of that could also turn out to not do anything. And I fully know it as I'm I'm going into it with like eyes open um, with the opportunity and with all the data. So it's just something that I do is I look at all the information and I consider the opportunity and I also consider the failure of it. Mm, I love that because I think for me and I think for so many people, it's fun to think about the possibilities and to think about the positive side. And there's such a grounded responsibility to kind of looking at like, how am I going to feel if this doesn't work out? What is that like for me? Am I willing to do this knowing that? It's it's weird. It feels like basic advice, but it's not, you know, like. Well, I, I just remembered when I said about, about that product, that electronic product that didn't work out. Yeah. I was so excited about that product that I purchased 15,000 units. Okay. Yeah. What the actual F? What was I doing? That was a bad call. Like it's a new product. Haven't, hasn't been tested, don't know if my c- customers are even going to like it. That was one of my worst decisions I had ever made. <laughs> and I was like, and I was for sure with that it's going to be like incredible. And I had to 
I had to like move mountains to get rid of that inventory. Hey, U-Turners, this episode is sponsored in part by our really good friends over at Organifi. And what I absolutely love about them as a company is that their products are perfect for someone like me who has a busy schedule but really wants her nutrients on the go. It can be really hard to set that time aside to do the juicing or eat your greens. And that is why I've particularly fallen in love with their green juice powder. This powder has become something I just throw into my protein shake to make sure I'm getting my greens on. And oddly, I've gotten so into it that now I'm throwing it into my morning coffee with a nut milk, which somehow is making my coffee taste like a peppermint coffee. No idea how that happened. But truly, even if I had the time to juice vegetables or make massive salads, I don't always love that taste of the dark leafy greens. Their green juice powder is packed with superfoods like moringa, chlorella, mint, beetroot, matcha, wheatgrass, ashwagandha, turmeric, so much more. I always give myself a little pat on the back when I throw a scoop of their green juice powder into my day. So if you want to give their green juice powder a try, I can't recommend it enough. Head on over to Organifi.com slash U-Turn. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N. And make sure you use that U-Turn code at checkout for 20% off. And if you're weird like me and you throw some green juice powder into your coffee with your nut milk, please send me a DM on the gram and let me know what you think of my little concoction. All right, now let's get back to this week's episode. I guess I know what everybody got for the holidays from you that year. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, how do I how do I get rid of this inventory? Because it was a bad decision. How 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 could I have risked 15,000 units when I had no previous data? None. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I would look at is when you're making a decision, number one, go speak to others that have made that similar decision. Mm-hmm. Get, different, get different backgrounds, different viewpoints on it. And when you're making your own decision, be willing, like, well, what if I buy these 15,000 units and they all don't work? <laughs> you know, or like, what will happen if that, am I willing to absorb that cost? And looking, if I would have done that now, my answer would be no. Hmm. I love what you're sharing. And I, one thing that you talked about is when you set a goal, tell everyone around you, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Because that feels kind of like manifestation stuff of like bringing it into reality, feeling the vibration of it. Like, tell me a little bit more about what you do when you choose a goal and you share it with the world. Okay. That's a, that's a good point, but there is a difference between tell everybody and tell the people that need to support you while doing it. Because one of my pet peeves is everyone, especially on Instagram, they're always announcing that they're starting something. And it's a huge pet peeve for me because I'm like, okay, well, let me know when you've actually proven the concept or let me know when you've gotten to the end of it. Not that I have anything against announcing that you're starting something new, right? Mm -hmm. But like, there's so much, there's so much energy that goes into saying, I want to start a new blah, or I'm going to start a new business. And that's super exciting. And you're going to get so much positive feedback from your friends and your family. And it feels good. It's almost like an ego boost. Like it feels good. You're like, oh yeah, look at all these people supporting me. But none of their support actually matters unless you're actually executing on that goal that you put for yourself. Mm -hmm. So 
I actually don't go out. And for, for the longest time, it, it was maybe three or four years until like people that weren't close to me knew that I owned Teamy. Like for years, people didn't even know what I did. Year. Uh, because I was just like head down and working. Like the only things that matter to me are the actual numbers of the business and, and the, the ego part of it doesn't. Um, but what I say about telling people around you is like tell your significant other and make sure that they are on board with that and don't have any intentions against it. Mm-hmm. Um, or tell your parents or your best friends or the people that are your support system that you are going to need to tell updates on because it does get very stressful. All You know, you know, doing, doing what you do. Yeah. Um, so sharing, sharing those pain, pain, painful times mm-hmm. with people that support you is really important. Yeah. Even this is, even if they don't understand, even if they don't understand and they have no idea, just them listening, it, it really helps. Yeah. This is a slippery one because I feel like, um, I hear so many women, especially like if somebody's hiring me to consult or mentor them or something back in the day, it's like their husband or whatever their partner would kind of not be on board with them investing in themselves. I'm curious, you know, if somebody isn't getting the support around them, how do they, what would you suggest? Or have you had to have those conversations with your partner? I have. Um, and I, I'm very lucky. Uh, my partner is super supportive, but to be fully transparent, my husband and I have been in a long distance relationship for almost six years because Timmy is in Florida and my husband lives in Portland, Oregon. So uh, I did have to give something up for that. And we did have to sacrifice our relationship for the good of my company. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has always been uh, very supportive. But on the other side of things, he's always like, wants me to spend more time at home and wants me to spend more time balanced with my, um, you know, the other areas of my life. So if you have somebody that specifically with your career or your work or your goals, isn't giving you that support, you need to find out if it's because you're not giving them what they need. You know, anytime that I've run into barriers with my husband, it's because I wasn't being a good wife. Mm, you know, like the fact that I have my dreams and my goals is great, but he, I was being a bad wife. So I have to improve kind of in that area in order to allow him to support me as well. Mm-hmm. Love this. This is so helpful. And, you know, is there anything I haven't asked you about goal setting or failure, or do you have a message that I haven't yet asked you to share that you think would be helpful for everybody listening? Uh, you know, I think that just with, um, everything that's going on in the world right now, if you're feeling anxious and stressed and don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, just know that you're not alone in that. And that like business owners and career um, professionals are all going through that anxiousness right now. But the things that you can be sure of is you can go around your house and you can literally like touch the walls and go for a walk and point out things that are solidly stable in your life. That's what I do. Cause I, when I'm freaking out, I'm like, I need to like go outside and like touch the pavement. This, this pavement is here. That is a thing that exists and will not move. And, um, okay. I married my soulmate. That's kind of incredible. If everything were to 
uh, crash and crumble, that is still there. So it's, it's tough because we go through so much in our careers that affect our emotions. And it just helps me get perspective when I look at things that are stably there. I love this. This is so awesome. And um, for everybody listening who wants to experience Teamy, your products, how do you recommend they find you, follow you, learn from you, um, and move forward with, with supporting your company? Well, they can always follow us on Instagram, which is where a lot of people find us, which is at Teamy Blends. And our website is www.teamyblends.com. And uh, you can find me at Adi Arizini on my own Instagram account. You can go check us out. Yay. Thanks again for being here. I appreciate you so much. Absolutely. It was such a great chat. Thanks so much for tuning into the U-Turn podcast. And again, thank you so much to our sponsors, Organifi, Soul CBD, SaneBox, and so much more. We are here because of you and our listeners. Thanks so much for checking out our sponsors. We always pick people we trust and for listening to the show, for writing reviews. Can't wait to talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.